Well, howdy, Hootie Thunkers. This is the host of the Hootie Thunkin' Podcast, Zeb, as always. This is the first episode of October, and you know what that means. It's the first episode of the Hootie Thunkin' Fright Fest. All episodes this month will be spooky, creepy, or downright terrifying, just like last year. Last year's Fright Fest, I did Pennsylvania Folklore, number one, two, and three, and I also did an episode called Fright Fest 2020. And my last episode of October last year, I did an episode on the two man-eating lions called The Ghost in the Darkness. This, ep- this podcast has changed quite a bit since then. I had a blast doing Fright Fest as an homage to the cable network AMC's Fear Fest that they have done every year for the last 24 years. I have fond memories of my dad and I sitting down enjoying movies like Friday the 13th, Halloween, Critters, Cujo, and more. Um, as that's what AMC did, they played a, fr- a scary movie every night. This marks the 25th anniversary, the 25th year that they've done it, Fear Fest where they play classic horrors every night in the month of October. So um, this is kind of nice. I get to do it for their 25th anniversary. Just an homage to them. So strap in, Hooter Thunkers, because this is the first episode of the 2021 Fright Fest. Bum, bum, bum. Cue the spooky music. Now, let's start with the recommendation segment. Do you want to watch a claustrophobic 90s horror movie that turned a small budget into a fascinatingly terrifying story? Well, then watch Cube. I know it does. Doesn't really sound like a horror movie, but Cube, C-U-B-E. Uh, that's the name of the name of the movie. Here is a brief synopsis of the plot. Don't worry, I won't spoil anything. Without remembering how they got there, several stranger, strangers awaken in a prison of cubic cells. Some of them booby-trapped. That's it. That's all you can know. And for the most of the movie, you don't really know what the heck is going on. It's an hour and a half long. And when I first watched it, I immediately knew that I had stumbled on a little-known gem of a movie. I think I actually played it because I thought it was going to be crappy. Turned out it was great. It was mind-bending, got me to think. Uh, It was awesome. You can watch it for free on Pluto TV. If you aren't familiar with Pluto TV, you should definitely get it. It's free, you know, with ads, but has less ads than cable TV because cable sucks nowadays. If you don't have Pluto TV on your smart TV or PlayStation, Xbox, whatever, then download it and... If you like good thriller movie, a good thriller movie, watch Cube on said Pluto TV app. You won't regret it. Now, for the main event. You've heard of natural disasters like earthquakes, tsunamis, forest fires, volcanoes, hurricanes, and landslides, and how lethal each of them can be. But what if I told you that lakes could kill? Yes, that's right, a lake. And, no, I'm not talking about Jason Voorhees popping out of a lake and grabbing you from your canoe. Although I love Friday the 13th, that's not where we're going here. No, I'm talking about a very real horror. The power of Mother Nature far exceeds that of the killer from the famous Friday the 13th movie franchise. I'm talking about a rare natural disaster that has claimed the lives of 1,800 people that we know of um, since the phenomenon was first discovered in 1986. 1,800 may not sound like quite a big number of deaths, but... There's no telling how many lives were lost before 1986, and history failed to take note of. The first recording of this lake-related horror in 1986 occurred in Africa at Lake Nios. Or Neos. I didn't look up the pronunciation. We're going to go with Nios. The lake itself is a crater lake in the northwest region of Cameroon, located about 315 kilometers from Yaoundé, the capital. Nios is a deep lake high on the flank of an inactive volcano in the Oku Volcanic Plain. Along the Cameroon line of volcanic activity, a volcanic dam impounds the lake of waters. So the volcano basically erupted, came back down, then the water came up, and it couldn't escape like the volcano's, you know, crusty cup-like ridge along the entire 
part of it. So it's in a volcano. It's a lake in a volcano. It's pretty cool. What And pretty cool for us, but in Africa, just the thing you drive by on the, every day, you know? Well, what happened at this lake that some have deemed cursed now? Well, Lake Nyos is no normal lake. It is what's known as a crater lake. It was formed over millions of years by subterranean volcano. Uh, by a subterranean volcano. Now, it is common for a crater lake to have a lot of carbon dioxide in them. And usually, those high levels of carbon dioxide gases leave the lake slowly and harmlessly. They dissipate over time um, while the lake water churns. But as I said, Lake Nyos is no normal lake. Hundreds of years of carbon dioxide built up in the deep lake and never dissipated. Scientists discovered Lake Nyos had a 5 to 1 ratio. That means over 5 gallons of carbon dioxide had dissolved into every one gallon of water. That's a massive chemical reaction just waiting to happen. And if you listen to episode number 76 of this podcast called Explosives, you know that's what makes something explode, a chemical reaction. So a lot of potential for danger there. The night of August 21st, 1986, something set off the lake's catastrophic potential. Something metaphorically ignited this powder keg of a lake, and scientists aren't really sure what it is that set it off. It could have been a landslide, small volcanic eruption, or even just a cold downpour of rain on a corner of the lake, regardless of what caused it. What came next was horrifying. Around 9.30 p.m. at night on that August 21st in 1986, Lake Nyos exploded. That is when 100 to 300 tons, some sources say 1.6 million tons, of carbon dioxide, or CO2, flew up into the air in the form of a gas cloud at about 100 kilometers per hour, or 62 miles per hour, to an altitude of about 90 meters, or 300 feet. This explosion caused a small lake tsunami to wash ashore. Because the gas cloud of CO2 was heavier than the surrounding atmosphere, it quickly fell back down to ground level. As it did, the immense volume of CO2 blanketed an area so large it affected people up to 15 miles away from the lake, and it didn't just affect them. There were 800 residents of the nearby village of Nyos, and only six survived. In total, the Limnic eruption at Lake Nyos claimed the lives of 1,746 people and 3,500 livestock. Also, were suffocated by the fumes in just a few short minutes. Before Lake Nyos... This phenomenon was undocumented. It was a new scientific discovery and a lethal one. To de define this uncommon natural disaster, a limnic eruption is also known as a lake overturn. It is a rare type of natural disaster in which dissolved carbon dioxide suddenly erupts from the deep lake waters, as we said, forming a gas cloud yeah, capable of suffocating wildlife, livestock, and humans. A limnic eruption may also cause tsunamis as the rising CO2 displaces water. So it's um, a big deal. And they had never heard of it before this. As you can imagine, um, this devastated the community surrounding Lake Nyos. Without any survivors uh, telling their story, the cause of all that death may still be a mystery. But there were survivors. And here are some of their stories. Reverend Father Anthony Banksy was a missionary living in the marketplace known as Subum, uh, near the lake at the time. He says that the night is st he says uh, the night is still very clear in his mind. It haunts him that whatever was causing all that death was invisible. 
The only way he knew there was danger was from the birds dropping from the sky dead and all the other animals uh, dying around him at his feet. He said he and his fellow missionary, Father Lawrence, were sleeping inside when Father Anthony Banksy felt as if he was suffocating. He went outside, you know, thought maybe he might get fresh air out there to see if he could breathe more freely out there. But shortly after leaving the house, he went unconscious. When he woke up the next day, he found it hard to speak and even to stand up. The, the breath didn't leave his mouth. That night, Father Lawrence dies. Father Anthony Banksy is one of very few to survive. Lake Nyos limnic eruption claimed the lives of over 500 at Cebu. Uh, and Father Lawrence died right next to Father Anthony Banksy. So it was tragic. Another survivor from Saboom, Joseph Nequain, recounted the scene. I could not speak. I became unconscious. I could not open my mouth because then I smelled something terrible. I heard my daughter snoring in a terrible way, very abnormal. When crossing to my daughter's bed, I collapsed and fell. I wanted to speak. My breath would not come out. My daughter was already dead. So it was horrifying. You couldn't see what was killing people. You had no idea what was happening. And you came unconscious. The few that survived, they had no idea what was going on for a long time. The scale of the disaster led to much study on how a recurrence could be prevented. Several researchers proposed the installation of degassing columns from rafts in the middle of the lake. The principle is to slowly vent the CO2 by lifting the heavily saturated water from the bottom of the lake through a pipe, initially by using a pump, but only until the release of gas inside the pipe naturally lifts the column of effective uh, effervescing water, making the process self-sustaining. Starting from 1995, feasible studies were successfully conducted and the first permanent degassing tube was installed at Lake Nyos in 2001. Two additional pipes were installed in 2011. Following the Lake Nyos disaster, scientists investigating other African lakes to see if a similar phenomenon could happen elsewhere. Lake Kivu in the Demo uh, Democratic Republic of Congo was 2,000 times larger than Lake Nyos, was also found to be super saturated, and geologists found um, evidence that outgassing events around the lake happened about every 1,000 years. Now, my mind immediately connected old taboo curse lore to disasters like this. A thousand years ago, we as humans didn't even know things like molecules existed, let alone have the ability to determine the cause of a rare geological disaster. So I'm guessing there is some African curse tied to these CO2 burping volcano lakes. While science did eventually find out why the uh, Lake Nyos happened, minus what exactly triggered it, it wasn't an immediate discovery. I can't imagine what it must have been like to be in the shoes of Father Anthony Banksy or Joseph Nequain to see the people around you die slowly without the ability to speak or um, already be dead when you discover them. For quite some time, the survivors had no explanation as to why so much death had happened all around them. It was truly an invisible killer. And there you have it, Huda Thunkers. If you're like me and you live in an area that is relatively safe from natural disasters and you think no fault lines are anywhere so no earthquakes to worry about no volcano so i don't have to sweat over lava um not real close to the coast so hurricanes don't bother me and we've got lots of hills so fat chance of a tornado destroying my house well think again killer lakes lakes can kill of course these are special lakes with volcanoes underneath and 
this disaster has to build up over time, so it only happens once every, like, thousand years or so. But you never know. Next time you are at your buddy's lake house, if you have a buddy, have a buddy that's wealthy enough to own a lake house, and is nice enough, nice enough to let you visit, take a look at the water. Maybe try and see if you can spot any invisible CO2 gas lurking in the depths, because it could just burp up and kill you in your sleep. There you go. Good night, Hooda Thunkers. Hope you can sleep well knowing that lakes kill people all the time. Okay, thanks for listening. Next week we're going to do another creepy, crawly episode of the Hooda Thunker Fright Fest all the way up until our first episode in November. Then I'll move on to something else. I was going to do an episode on a pirate this week, and I was like, oh, it's October. Can't do pirates. Got to do something actually creepy and scary. I mean, pirates are kind of scary, but they're also cool, so I had to, I had to change gears. So you'll probably get that pirate episode in November. Thanks for listening, Hooda Thunkers. Tune in next week. Catch you later.